Welcome to another episode of Them Aspergers. Hello. I thought I said that in a quite sad tone then. Yeah, that's why I did that sad hello. Was that supposed to be sad? I thought you were being all like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, like husky. <laughs> no, I can't do husky. I haven't got the voice for it. I know, that's why I said you were doing the voice. Oh, right, yeah. Not like your normal voice. Oh, I'd love to have a husky voice. Hello. Right. Right. So. Yes. <clears throat> next episode time. Yes. And uh, yeah. Nothing new with you? Nope. Another week at your new job, but. Yes. There's nothing, nothing happens there. No, it's going really well, actually. I am liking it. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yep. And you are now uh, stepped down. Yeah, but we are. Yeah, that's what you. That's what you think. That seems to be working out okay at the moment. Do you feel better about it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I just don't. Um, I don't know. I haven't done it long enough yet. I mean, I know we're going to be. They want to try out the noise cancelling headphones for me at work. Uh, I know you said that. Would I want them? Because obviously, if I'm wearing them while I'm at work, yeah, you said that I'd look more autistic. But I think because they're not, they're not like the multicolored or like brightly colored ear defenders. Yeah, they're a pair of headphones. So I suppose it kind of looks like I'm testing them. Yeah, or that like someone is selling them. Um. To us or something like that. And it just looks like I'm wearing them as part of the the job, I think. So I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I think it's a really good idea. And I think that having the... Because they're noise-cancelling headphones. I think having those on will definitely help take away some of the sensory issues around work. Obviously, the, the noise issue. But also, I, I know for some people, and I think it does with you, listening to music helps you concentrate. Well, I don't know if I'd put music on. So, like, oh, you think with, just... well, with noise cancelling headphones, because uh, when I had my risk assessment, it wasn't that it was agreed that I'd be listening to music at the same time. Uh, it would just be that, well, you know, you've got a pair. Um, yeah. <clears throat> when you put them on, yeah, they kind of just block out all sound, but you can still hear people talking and you can still hear what they're saying. Yeah. But you've got none of that background stuff. It's just the people that are directly, I think, talking at you. They're the noises you pick up. So I think um, I think that's the point. I don't I don't know if I think I'll be playing anything through them. If you know what I mean, I don't think I'm playing any sound out of them. Yeah, uh, but but even still, I do think it would definitely help slightly. It's just one of the sensory, one of the many sensory things with work. Just taking one of them down a peg, which I think would be a good thing. Just obviously, like for me. I'd love that, but I know that for you there is more of a need to appear, um, not uh, to appear to blend in. If that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, it's one of those things that I know I can do now, um, but I haven't. I haven't given it a go, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. We'll have to see. Yeah, makes sense. But I mean, to be honest, it, I I don't know if it's going to get bad enough that I'm going to need to do that yet. So uh, 
it's been a little bit odd in the sense of I was management and now I'm not management and they've got some people in from other places that I don't know managing me. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know how I feel about people telling me what to do. Yeah. So um, I think it's fine if I know them um, and I think it's fine if it's someone that I kind of get what they're doing. And, and also, to be fair, like I've noticed that if I say to someone, so what do you want doing? Uh, and then they tell me what to do. I feel like that's different because I've kind of told them to give me something to do. Yeah. So I'm doing it. But I think in these situations that I've had with some of these people that are managing me now is they've told me what to do before I've asked. Mm. Uh, So that kind of makes me not want to uh, not want to do it for them. Uh, It's kind of made me go against it, which is just something I've always done. I don't like people telling me what to do. But it's not because I'm like um, insubordinate or rebellious in that sense. I think I have to choose myself what to do. Yeah. Um, And I think what I do usually in jobs where I've got a boss is I don't pick something for myself. I just ask them what they want me to do. And then the thing I decided to do was get them to give me a job. So I'm kind of tricking myself. But... I think the last shift I worked, we had somebody in that was telling me what to do and the thing they were telling me to do was something that I wouldn't have personally picked Picked, and I felt wasn't needed me as well on the same job. Yeah. So I kind of, I did it, but like I did it like slowly or not as quickly as I would have done had I just said to them, so what do you want me doing? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I purposely was a bit like, I don't know. I was just a bit, I'm not doing that then, just because they told me to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, it's fine. But like I say, it's only been, what, two weeks now? Yeah, it's been two weeks. Same for you, you've done two weeks of your new job. I've done two weeks of this. So, uh, and to be fair, I don't really don't want to have any recollection of the first week of what I was like then. It feels like I haven't really done it yet, even though I know I've been stepped down for a while. Uh it doesn't feel like I've actually been there while it's while I've been stepped down now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's because... I, mean, I don't know. I don't know why that is. That's just how I feel uh, at the moment. But yeah. Anyway. Yes. This week we are going to talk about... Uh, what's the better way to word this? Uh, I would say <clears throat> related uh, conditions of aut- uh, to... Yeah, related conditions to, I guess, more generally to autism, but obviously we will be talking about related conditions more specifically to Asperger's. Yeah, or, and I guess in that, even more specifically uh, to us than to everyone in general, I suppose. Yes. Um, Yeah, and this has, like, come up because we did the, what episode did we do where these came up? Well, we were talking about um, the struggles you have with uh, just doing things and and not not everything. I'm not saying you struggle with doing everything, but you do struggle to force yourself to make yourself do things that you don't particularly want to do. Yeah. Uh, Things like chores um, and whatnot. So, yeah, it was a. I can't remember what episode we were talking about it in, but then it got suggested to us that it was a cognitive 
function, uh, I don't know if it's called disorder, but something to do with cognitive function. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't, I'm trying to look at the episodes we've got now. I'm assuming it's the NT World one. Yeah. As opposed to anger where this came up. But it's something we didn't really talk about and uh, it's... It's something I've been thinking about lately, uh, mainly because I had my risk assessment where we talked about the other things that came with it. Um, and obviously before we've done episodes on like the sensory stuff uh, and the things, but they're like autism related. They're just, they were like, they're like effects of autism that you don't think of. Because when you say autism to uh, someone that knows nothing about it, they will just go with the standard, it's the social thing. You yeah. Know? Well, if you say Asperger's, they go for the empathy-sympathy thing, you know, like the social aspect of it is not there. And they go for that. And then if you say autism, they they go for... There's like a... It's one of those things that people know what autism is. They've heard the word before, but everybody's got their own, like, opinion or view on what it is. And I guess that's because, like I've said before, like, because nobody's diagnosis is the same... They go off the thing they know based on the person they know that got it and they assume that's autism or that's Asperger's uh, and then they put that on everybody. Well, you know, I know this person with Asperger's and they can't do this. You can do this. Why can they do that and you not do this? One of you's not got it. Yeah. Um, and this is one of those things that never comes up about it, really. It's something that I didn't know about until I think much after I was diagnosed. I didn't really think about the side effects of it. Um but lately, you know, we talked about it in the episode, I had my risk assessment, uh, and my mum was down this weekend that's just gone, uh, well, this weekend now, we're on Sunday now, so she came down, she left this morning, uh, and we talked about, and she talked about me getting, like, formal diagnosis on the other things. Yeah. So, like, the possibility of me being dyslexic, uh, I'm, like, 100% sure I am. Yeah. Um, You can tell that, by the way, I do a lot of things. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the dyspraxia I'm already aware of because I had a sensory therapist that told me I was. Uh, and what's this other thing that we've just come up with now? Cognitive function. Yeah, the cognitive function thing. Problems, that, yeah. That initially, I used to think I had ADD, uh, which is why I can't focus when reading books. It's why I struggle to start new things. But, you know, we talked about it in an episode. Somebody on one of our pages, on our Them Asperger's Facebook page, suggested that's what it is. We've looked it up. That makes way more sense than yeah. than whatever. So my mom was talking about me going to see my GP uh, and getting like a formal diagnosis of that because she feels that it will help with stuff. For what it will help with, I'm not a hundred percent sure unless I'm like claiming benefits and that kind of thing. Because like with my dyslexia, I kind of know it's there, but I wouldn't say that I do anything that in particular I need it for. Like, I got my Asperger's diagnosis because of, like, my struggle to get a job, uh, struggling to do certain things, talk to people, the stuff I couldn't do, basically. I felt like if I had something that I could, I suppose, hide behind and go, well, I know I can't, but this is why. Yeah. It felt better. And this cognitive functioning thing, even though we only found out about it, like, what, three weeks ago, I think. Uh, I'm like convinced now that that's what it is. Yeah. You've read about it. You think it is. I think my mom is the same. So I know that's what it is. And if I'm honest, in my risk assessment, I brought it up uh, that I've got it. And um, do you know what I mean? Like he, they've put things in place now 
to help me with it yeah. in my risk assessment. And to be fair, the things they've told me they're going to do make a lot of sense to me. Uh, so for anyone that's out there, the risk assessment, they I told them that like sometimes, so we'll start with this cognitive one anyway. We're going to go into some of the things that I've got and possibly things that you've got. Yeah. Um, but we're going to start with the cognitive um, functioning. Yeah. Uh, and you've looked this up. You said yes. that something like 80% of people that get diagnosed, this one's... It's it's thought to... Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, not like, like factual. But you said this is one that uh, is quite common with, you say, males with Asperger's, or would you say people with Asperger's? Just, uh, just people with autism right, in general. Okay. It's it's thought, or some, some studies have suggested that up to 80% of people with autism also have uh, some sort of cognitive function problems. Yeah. Um. I was going to get up because I had a really good page. Uh, I'm just trying to find what it is because it describes it a little bit. And I thought, um, you know what I read to you? thought maybe we could go over what we discussed and why we think it relates to you. Um but I can't find it, so talk for a second. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, this is... You explained to me what it... Well, you have... I mean, the guy... The person on the Facebook page mentioned it. I'd never heard of it before. You looked it up for me. Yeah. You read about it. Um, and then you told me that that's what you think it is as well. Um, and I think my mom's listened to an audiobook about it, uh, and she agrees... And it's, like I say, it's one of those things that comes with autism, but it's not autism. But why it comes with it, I don't know why it's related or where this stuff comes from or why they're always attached to it. It doesn't matter, I suppose. It's weird that when I got diagnosed, I think the unit that diagnosed me know that this stuff comes with it, but they don't diagnose it because they're just an autism or Asperger's unit. Uh, where we are and that's all they diagnose but they know they come with it so like it makes sense to me now to get a formal diagnosis on all of them but not for any particular reason other than um I don't know why I'm doing it actually why I would think about it because I know initially when I got my Asperger diagnosis I did it because I didn't believe it so I was told by my therapist that I had it and I didn't believe that I did. I liked that what I had had a name. I've mentioned it loads of times before. That I liked that uh, I was worried that it was like some personality trait of mine that I had a problem with. And once she told me it was all in my head and it was a personality trait, that I'd have to then put the work in and try and change the way I am. But when she told me it was something that was unchangeable and it was just an aspect of me, that was nicer. But when I got the diagnosis, it felt all, um, I think because... I wanted something like this. I wanted something that was like I couldn't do anything about. And then I got the diagnosis that was it's something you can't do anything about. I felt uh, like... It's... Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, go on. Uh, I just realised that it's executive function, not cognitive Yeah, I didn't function. think it was cognitive. Anyway, so what I was saying was I... Um, yeah, it just it fit in too neatly when she told me that I had autism because it... It felt like wrong. Yeah. Uh, so I needed it in writing because I felt like I'd led her to believe that. Like I'd said that, I wanted that, and now I got it. So I needed it official. So I got it. And there was a long time after I got diagnosed where I was like, this is, this doesn't feel right. And this doesn't feel like this is what this is. It took me a long time to accept that's what it is. Yeah. 
Um, even now, sometimes, because of the way I blend in, I suppose, I sometimes get these weird, like, bits where I go back and I start not believing it. But with stuff like this, it's kind of different. Even though this executive functioning yeah. uh, is not a problem, is not something that I've had, like, a diagnosis of yet, uh, and is not something whatever, it makes sense. It doesn't feel like the autism. So with the autism, I felt, no. Like, it's probably not that, but I've just got lucky and somehow convinced this professional to diagnose me with it. With this, I haven't had the diagnosis yet, but if I'm more comfortable with it. It feels like that's what it is. Uh, just to clarify, though, like Scarlett's just looked it up, it's not con- cognitive functioning uh, or whatever, it's executive functioning uh, is what it's called. So apologies for that. Yeah, although... Um, um, I keep forgetting what it's called, um, but I keep referring to it as executive functioning disorder. Yeah, see, I don't know if it's that. I think it's just executive function, but just to uh, describe it and probably why I got confused, just a brief uh, definition. Executive function is a term that is widely used in autism circles to describe a broad array of skills that have to do with an individual's cognitive function. Um, Yeah, it does say here executive function disorder yeah so, which I is guess. what i think it's called yeah uh and yeah i, I think it is because executive function just has what it sounds like it is missing a word to it yeah or executive functioning but yeah so i think it is a disorder um and i think it's definitely one of the ones i've got but like i say initially i thought it was add or something like that because that made more sense but you told me that um they have similar traits to each other so that's where that came from but i just assumed that's what it was yeah. Um, due to my like a lack of ability to when I uh, like one of the main things I mentioned in the whatever episode it was a couple of weeks ago was that I'll keep thinking about doing a job but not actually doing it. Yes. Uh, and it you know I keep thinking I'll do it. I should do it. I should sort that out. And then I don't. Um, and then sometimes in my head I think I've done it. Like I've imagined doing it and then it being done and then I feel like this weird relief like ah oh, that's it and the job's been done. And then I look back over and it's like oh wait no I haven't done it. Um, and I do that a lot. Um, and like I said, I didn't. I just thought it was attention deficit. But that that what I've just that example I've just given doesn't fit in with ADD at all. Uh, ADD, for what I think it is, is not that. It's you know, it's not an inability to hold a conversation. Um, but you can talk to people and have a conversation with someone, and then become distracted and start talking about something else. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing I can think I've got that would is, is like that is. Sometimes when I'm talking to you, I do this thing where I'm talking and then I stop and then go, what was I talking about? Yeah. Um, which is what I thought it was, which I do that a lot, I think, when we're having conversations where I just go, what was I saying? Or I say a lot to you, what was I going to say? Yeah. Or um, what was I just about to, what we were just talking about? And I do that a lot where I lose where I am in a conversation. I don't start talking about something else, though. I just start trying to remember what we were talking about. Yeah. Which is one of the things I always thought was attention deficit. And like I said before to anyone that's listened to the previous episodes, I've never read a book. So I've listened to a few audio books now, which seems to work depending on the book. But I can't read a book. For some reason, I can't read a book at all. I get halfway through like the first page of a book and halfway through like a paragraph. And for some reason, I start thinking about something else that's not related to the book at all. Or it's not like the book has triggered it. It's not like the book mentioned something and I think, oh, I know what that is, and then start thinking about it. It's something completely yeah. non-related, just enters my head at the same time, 
And that, for some reason, takes precedent. And I can't focus on the book anymore. But I'm still reading the book. So I'm still, like, going through the words. And the words are still, like... I mean, I'm still reading through them. But for some reason, nothing that I'm reading is going in or making any sense to me. And then before you know it, I'm, like, four pages through the book. Uh, and I think to myself, just stop reading. Because you're not... You don't even know what you're reading anymore. Yeah. But I'm still reading the words. Um, and I've tried to read books, like, four or five times... Or every now and then I think that's nice. I'm going to start. I'm going to try and this, you know, I'm a bit older now. Like I'm a bit more focused. <laughs> It'll work. But the same thing happens. I, I just can't seem to do it. Uh, and like I say, I just thought that was like attention deficit. I thought that was related to that. Um, but now we've looked up this executive functioning disorder. Uh, it sounds more like that's the problem. Because it's yeah. not that I... Because like, like I say, when I have conversations with people like with you and that kind of thing you notice that I just lose my train of thought like while I'm talking yeah um or didn't you say that one of the things is is it something like repetition of certain phrases or words when I'm talking or something like that one thing you do a lot when you're talking is you mix up what you're saying so that's what I meant yeah I knew there was something to do with the way I spoke like (laughs) speech pattern or something had something that shows that it could be there yeah so there's a lot of time where like say Nikki's talking about two people he'll say say he's talking about uh, I don't know Bob and John very specifically Bob and John have like two different personalities and he'll say John said this and then I spoke to Bob about this but he'll have mixed up the names so I know because I know who he's talking about or I can just work out from the previous part of conversation that he meant to say Bob instead of John and John instead of Bob. But um, you don't often notice. Sometimes you do notice and you backtrack, but a lot of the time you mess that up. Or, for example, you'll be talking about, um, I don't know, a man at work, but you'll say she instead of he sort of midway through when you're talking about him. I just notice you do things like that a lot where you say the wrong word or you put words in the wrong order as you're saying them. Yeah. Um, But I always know, so I never need you to correct it. I always know when you've said it. And I don't know. It's, I, I think because I'm more used to the fact you do it now as well, I always notice. And so I, I always know when you're wrong. But before we got close, I never noticed you doing it. So I don't know whether... You tend to do it more when you're around me just because you're more comfortable when you're talking around me to I do it sometimes when you're out. I do it sometimes when I'm explaining stuff to people. So sometimes and the only time I'm aware that I do it is say I say somebody wants to know how to do something. For some reason I'll sometimes go up to them and go, Yeah, I know how to do that, this is how you do it. And as I go to explain it, I mix up the way I'm explaining it. Yeah. Um and then I just think like, oh God, it sounds like I don't actually know what I'm doing now. Because, But I know I do and I know it makes sense and I know I can explain oh. it. But for some reason, halfway through explaining it, I, I get confused in like a procedure. Yeah. So I'm explaining like points on how to do something and then I miss a step out. But I thought it, but didn't say it. Yeah. And then as I'm talking, I remember that I missed one out and I've gone, oh wait, no, did I, you need to remember. So before you do this, do this. Or sometimes like... I've noticed that when I'm explaining something to someone and it's a straightforward yes or no, I won't give a straightforward yes or no. Someone did something the other day when they, I can't remember what it was, it was something to do with like, um, it was like a Blu-ray or a DVD or something. Somebody said like, uh, can I watch DVDs on a Blu-ray player? Yeah. And instead of just going, yes, 
I went, um, yeah, you can watch Blu-ray, uh, DVDs on a Blu-ray player, but you can't watch Blu-rays on a DVD player, but you can, like, if you put DVDs in a Blu-ray, some Blu-rays, like, upscale it, which is good. A good way to tell is if they're in a blue case, they only work on a Blu-ray player. If they're not in a blue case, <laughs> they work on a DVD player and a Blu-ray player, but also there's some ones in a black case for those you need, like, a 4K. And, like, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I do that when yeah. I'm talking to people. Um, which I, do you know what I mean? Like, I know that's probably, like, could be, like, an autistic trait. I'm not sure, but it's just stuff like that where I confuse the person I'm explaining something to because I'm having a hard time, like, focusing in on what I'm supposed to just be saying to them. Yeah. And I go on, like, a tangent in that sense. But it's not a tangent in the same way that I would class, like, attention deficit disorder because uh, the tangent that anyone I've met that's got it go on is they go on a tangent that's, like, completely not related to what we're talking about. So they'll be talking about something, but then it reminds them of something else. And then they start talking about that. And then once they've been talking about that for ages, they then go, wait, what were we talking about in the first place? And then they try and go back to it again. It's not that. I tend to start talking about stuff related to the thing we're talking about. But then I sort of go, "Um, wait, no, what did you want to know again? Uh, So it's that's where I feel like the crossover was. Or why I felt that like it was uh, a related thing is for me I notice it in the way that I talk sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, how this links to executive function is uh, part of executive function disorder is reasoning, um, which is verbal reasoning, and that's the ability to understand, analyze, and think critically about concepts presented in words, and then relay them back or integrate them successfully. And I would say that's. Um, where you have trouble um because you're you don't always relay things back successfully you don't always speak successfully and it's not something you do all the time at all like i don't want you to think that every time we have a conversation you mess words up because you don't but it's just something that i know you do not a lot but for like from time to time and it's something that you seem to do quite a lot without noticing so most of the times when you do it you don't know that you've said anything wrong. Like, there's a few times where you'll say he instead of she about a woman that we know. Um, and then you'll go, oh, no, she. But there's probably for every one time you do that, there's like four or five times that you don't sort of correct it. Right. But it's not, um, like I say, I, I never notice you do it outside. So I never notice you do it when you talk to other people. So I think it might be more, I think you might be more monitoring what you say maybe subconsciously when you're around other people because you're focusing on all of the presenting normal things. I think you do it more just when you're, you know, in your flat with me. Yeah, I suppose. Um, Although, to be honest, at the start, so one of the other things that I guess comes with this executive functioning disorder is sometimes I don't listen to what people are saying uh, but not intentionally so sometimes people will start talking and I'm not listening to them Um, and I'm not listening from the second they start talking yes Um, which is fine if I know them like you so sometimes when you're talking to me about something I I know when you're not listening but equally (laughs) I'll just say, sorry, I wasn't listening. I know. Um, Whereas when it's with people that I don't know very well, I won't say, sorry, I'm not listening. I'll just pretend like I was listening. So, for example, just then, when you were talking about relaying information, 
I didn't listen to the first part of that. I know. Um, but once you started talking like about like when you say she and so that kind of thing, I've realised that what you said at the start had to be in about uh, when I'm explaining something to someone, I mix up like certain details about it. Yeah. Um, but at the start of there, when you started talking, um, I just, I, I wasn't like, I can hear you. But for some reason, I can't make out what you're saying. So that's the thing that does it for me is I'm listening, but I'm not listening. It's it's odd. So I, I, can, I can hear that you're making a noise and I know that you're talking. But for some reason, I'm not hearing what you're saying. It's funny because now you've said that, I realise that you do this quite a lot as well. This is another thing. And it's, it's funny because like I know you... It's things that I know you do and I'm like adapted around without really realising. Yeah. So I always know, or maybe not always, but most of the time I know when you're not listening because of your responses and where you're looking. A lot of the time, if you're ever on your phone, I know that what I'm saying you're not really listening to. And usually if you're not listening, you're looking either at your phone or you're just looking around the room, things that aren't me. But also, whenever you, I'm saying stuff and you're not properly listening, you respond, but it's always really, yeah, okay, yeah. But I always know when you're doing it because I tend to finish or just stop talking. And then um, I'll just repeat it if it's something that I feel like you need to know. I'll just repeat it a little bit after when you are listening and you never notice that I'm repeating the same thing. Really? Yeah. But I do, I do that quite a lot. Only if it's something you need to know. If I'm talking and you're but not interested... You don't... To, not to... Sorry to cut you off, but just to clarify this, because I didn't know you did this. Yeah. You repeat it in a way that's obvious you're repeating it. Oh, no. Or you just repeat it again like you're saying it for the first time. Just repeat it again like I'm saying it for the first time. I've never noticed you do that, yeah. No. Because I, I always know... Like, I know when you're not listening, it's not... But I never feel the need to do the whole, are you listening? Because you wouldn't like that. And I don't care that much. Uh, yeah, weirdly, uh, if anybody has realised I'm not listening and they go, are you listening to me? I do get very, like, agitated. I know. And then I kind of, like, I'm quite snappy at that point And yeah. then start going, yeah, of course I am. I know. Um, I, I have noticed that, that, yeah, anytime, like, um, like parents, teachers, <laughs> whoever, um, especially if they get in my face about it. So, you know, like... Like you said, when I start looking at other things, it's that means I've stopped listening. Yeah. Um, it's when people get in your face and do this and go, are you listening to me? <laughs> if somebody does that, where they move their entire head to get like face to face with me to say it. I, I Like when I was younger, so when I was a, a kid, I, I used to push them away from me. So <laughs> people used to get really close to me, I used to shove them out of my way and tell them to stop talking to me like that. But now I, for some reason, just go down the... I suppose, is it sarcasm where I just go, yes? Yeah. I don't know, but I do that. And it, it, to me, for some reason, there's like this wave of anger when somebody does that. Um, and it doesn't matter if they're higher up than me. It doesn't matter if they were like a policeman, um, teacher, boss, whatever. I do immediately get angry at someone. And it must be that I'm annoyed that... I've not been listening. Yeah. Um, but I've not noticed that instead of doing that, you just repeat the same thing again and I haven't realised that you're repeating yourself. Yeah. I, Because I, I, like I say, I'm, for the most part, I know when you're not listening. If I'm talking about, say I'm talking about something that happened at work that really doesn't 
matter if you know or not. It's not anything really important. I'm just having a bit of a ramble. I usually just finish it so that I'm satisfied that I've got it, you know, I've said it. But it doesn't really matter that you've listened or not and it's not a story you need to know. But if it's something that you do actually need to know that at some point you know you're gonna want this information in your head yeah i i don't know just letting you know that i've bought food for you so that you don't need to go out and buy some food something like that then i'll just yeah i'll just wait a bit maybe like wait 20 minutes half hour and then i'll just mention it again when you're more focused Ah. but yeah oh i thought you meant like you say something like for example like you've just said oh i've been out and got food so there's food in the fridge uh, and then, like, I've just gone, yep. And then you, I, I think then, then immediately after you just go, I've just been out and put food in the fridge. And then I go, oh, cool. Thanks. Um, no, I do that if I notice you snap back. Like, if you if you snap back quick enough, then I will just say it straight away so I don't forget. Oh, so you do do it. Okay, I, d- yeah. I do do that sometimes. Um, but a lot of the time, if you're distracted, I know that you're going to be distracted on whatever for a little bit longer or zoned out. So I just wait until you're more focused but yeah that's definitely a thing i do because i i also know that you wouldn't like it if i did the are you listening and it's never unless it's something really urgent but if it's something really urgent i still wouldn't go are you listening i would just give you a couple of minutes and then try saying it yeah if it's something urgent which i've probably done before something that needed to be said a little bit quicker just wait for a couple of minutes and then say it again a bit louder. See if you've noticed. So what is there like a look on my face that says I'm not listening? I don't know. How I think you, so. You, I think you you've tell? got more of a blank look. Like I say, your response always sort of says it as well because you will just, okay. I can always tell on the phone as well. You do it on the phone for sure. <laughs> There's times where on the phone you just stop listening. And I know that you're looking at something or want to share. Which is weird because um, I always—it's always one of those things that if you read about with autism or, or well, Asperger's in particular, that we most people uh, with Asperger's are listening all the time, uh, and sometimes it looks like we're not, where we're like, like I say, looking at a phone or looking at something else, or uh, it just seems like we're not paying attention. But then you carry on talking and talking and talking. Um, but then after it, you just sort of go, what did I just say? And, uh, the person you've said it to just repeats everything you've just said and you're yeah. like, oh, oh, you were listening. Um, it, we just, sometimes we give the impression that we're not. Um, and I think that's to do with like whatever the social cues are for appearing like you're, you know, paying Engaged. attention. Yeah, yeah. In the person. We just don't do them, but we are still taking it in. And I said before, or I think I've mentioned it before. When it came to like my GCSEs and that kind of thing, I knew I couldn't stay focused in lessons, which now that we've started talking about this, this is another side effect of it, is I don't focus when people are talking most of the time. I've yeah. noticed that I dip in and out. Yeah. Um, but when it came to my GCSEs, because I couldn't revise, because revising requires like reading, reading back your own notes, reading through textbooks, that kind of thing. I didn't even waste my time trying to revise because... When you are in school and they give you the lessons on how to revise and what are the best methods of revision with like post-it notes and like charts and all that stuff. Um, I listened to, I actually listened to how to revise and I just thought, well, I'm not doing that because that for me will not work. I can't retain information that way. I do retain a lot of information and you've said, I've said before that my memory is actually quite, is really good. Yeah. Um, Once I hear something, it tends to go in and stay there. Yeah. Um, 
Which, considering that I didn't revise for my lessons and considering that I didn't pay attention in lessons and didn't revise for the exams, I would say my grades weren't that bad in comparison to some of the people I knew that had revised and had were in the same lessons as me. They just, they just, it, they weren't, they're not, they just, it wasn't for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, my grades weren't great. They were mostly C's and D's, uh, and I somehow managed to get a B in maths, which I'm still not sure how that happened. Because, um, like, at the time, I couldn't tell you how any equations or algebra and that kind of stuff still works. And I couldn't tell you then. I definitely can't tell you now. But for some reason, I got a B, and I was in the second to bottom set at school because of my inability to focus and that kind of thing. They put me in the lower sets, so I was in, there were like four sets. Set one, obviously, being the, the best, yeah. then two, and then three. I was in three. I was in yeah. three for everything, basically. I was never in four, but I was always in three for everything. Yeah. Um, Considering all that, the fact that I came out with a B, even my math teacher was just like, I don't even know how you've managed this. Um, And like I say, I don't. So my theory was that when those times when I wasn't listening, part of my brain was listening and yeah. was taking it in anyway. I just wasn't focusing to it. But this, what we're talking about now kind of gives me a different theory on that and what I think is is when I wasn't listening I wasn't listening and it wasn't going in it's just lucky at the times when I was listening (laughs) the stuff that went in whether I wanted it to or not happened to be the stuff that came up in the exam and like it was just a lucky coincidence that I was listening at the times at bits where those questions were actually the bits that I then needed for the exam and where I wasn't listening is the reason I didn't get higher and with the other exams, that's why. Because maths was not a subject that I liked. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that I retained the information because maths, I didn't like maths. Maths for me, just, it didn't, I couldn't get on with it. Um, and like with science, the other ones, English, English was the worst. Uh, but that's because English literature, I was, I knew I wasn't going to do well in that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just think, because the other ones, it was like, it was the same. It was C's and D's. But with maths, I think... I just happened to retain information because I was listening at the right points with stuff that was going to come up in the exam and that's how I managed to get whatever. But initially I just thought it was all going in no matter what. Like it was all just in there. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like you said, you can tell when I'm not listening. And if you're saying stuff to me and you know I've not listened to it, which is why you're repeating it and this is the first time I've realised that you repeat stuff when you talk to me. Yeah. Um, I can't be retaining everything I'm hearing. What? There's definitely, there's loads of times where you look like you're not listening, but you are. Yeah. But like I say, I usually can gauge it from your response because even when you look not interested and you're still doing short responses, I know when you've listened. It's weird. I don't know how. I think it's just because we spend quite a lot of time together and I've got quite used to you. Right. But I, I know when you look like you're not listening and you're being a bit short with your responses but you are actually taking it in yeah i just also know when you're not (laughs) yeah i mean um this is one of the things that in my risk assessment now is uh so when i'm at work and i'm in one of those moods where i'm not retaining information i'm to tell them so like say there's a new procedure at work that we've got to learn uh And I've told you before, you're the only one I've really told, that when I'm not in that frame of mind where I can take new stuff on board, I just don't. Yeah, you can't. I can't do it. Uh, Someone can try and teach me something, but if it's at that point where... And like, there's times when my mom's trying to tell me something that's new or related to like this, like related to autism, 
or on what's the best way to get new listeners or like how to expand our like, you know, listener base and that kind of thing where I want to know. But for some reason at this point, I don't want to know. Yeah. Um, I know it's something that I need to know, but I don't want to know. And like I've noticed that with sometimes my mum will try and teach me something new or tell me how to do something or something that she's looked up or she thinks is useful. And there's times where I will listen. Yeah. Um, but then there's times where I won't listen. But both times I'll pretend like I want to listen. Uh, and I do it with you when you're trying to do stuff with me and I don't want to take it on. So I don't. Yeah, I what I find... But it's, I, I think it's got a bit better with you. I think that with you, I now have started saying, like, I'm not listening. Yeah, I always find with you, when it comes to uh, teaching you something, used to be more at work, if, like, a new thing came in at work, I think usually I'd be the one that explained it to you over other people, I don't know you think that but like say something new came in that I knew about before you I'd usually I'd usually tell you but also like I don't know outside of work things that you want to explain I think the best way to go about it with you is usually I'll tell you that I can teach you how to do it but then I wait for you to ask because trying to tell you something when you don't want to it's not going to go in whereas when it's on your own terms and you've decided that you're ready to listen, that's when it tends to go in with you. I always find that. If I say to you, like, right, I'm going to go over this with you now, I know you're not going to you're not gonna take it in. But if you come to me and say, can you, can you show me how to do this now? That's when you'll take it in. Yeah, and like I say, with this risk assessment, I've been told that when I'm being told something new and I'm not going to be able to take it on, I have to just say to them, no, there's no point doing this now because I'm not listening. Yeah. Uh, Which is something I would have never done before. Uh, It's like I say, it's one of those things that once you know about it, you can do something about it. But with this particular thing, so remember before I said my therapist says I just need to accept my Asperger's and accept this is how I am. Yeah. When you've got a diagnosis of Asperger's, you just learn what your traits are and what your things are and just accept that's who you are and how you are and there's no real changing that. With this one, this executive functioning disorder, so with like the dyspraxia, dyslexia, the other stuff, you're kind of just the are. Dyslexia is not something that you can learn to not be dyslexic. You just yeah. are and then there's the things they do like the filters and uh, I don't know, bigger text or whatever they do for dyslexia. I've no, Like I say, I've not... I've not needed to look into that one because even though I know it's there, it's not something that comes up enough that I need changes made. But with this one um, or any side effect or additional things that come with autism, is it like your Asperger's where you, that's just who you are. You know, you're autistic, you've got Asperger's, that's that, make your peace with it. Or are these side effects things, so especially with this executive functioning disorder, because with ADD, you can't really not have it anymore. No. There's not really a way to learn to not have it. You just, I think there's like medication and that's it. But with this executive functioning disorder, is it likely that I could learn something to stop doing it? Uh, because my mom's talked about stuff and I've read, I say I've read, uh, I think someone else mentioned that there are ways of teaching yourself not to do it yeah or is it because of my autism because because i guess you can have executive functioning disorder and not be autistic 
Yes. Uh, it's not like you have to have one to have the other. Yeah, no, they they can be co-dependent, co... Uh, no, not co. They can be independent from each other. Um, I... So there, there are some ways. I haven't really looked into it, so I don't want to say what they are um, because I'm not 100% sure, but I know there are ways of helping you deal with it. Um, it's just... But are these ways that are for everybody that's got it? See, I don't know because honestly, like I'm sure for some people <laughs> they'll be really effective, but knowing you and what you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, this is this. I mean, like, so if you weren't autistic and had the executive functioning disorder, there there might be a way to teach yourself not to have it or teach yourself ways of controlling it. But because of my autism, is it just something that once you're aware of when I'm doing it and how I'm doing it and why I'm doing it, you just work around it, you know? Yeah, I, I yeah. Just with you, I know what you're like and I think a lot of the things to do with it are to do with like almost like mantras, um, sort of like you mentioned before, you like you think about taking the bins out, but mm. then just don't do it. Right. Or for example <laughs> when I came around yours the other day and I said, Oh, you've done the you've you've washed your bed sheets and you went, Yeah. But you hadn't put new bed sheets on your bed or taking the bed sheets out of the washing machine and hung them up to dry. They were just in there. Yeah. So like you started the task. Right. You just didn't get the end bit done. And I think a lot of that, what from what I can tell, ways to deal with it is to make lists and write it down and then keep telling yourself you need to do it until you get it done and things like that. And but I, I just, do that. So yeah. I already do the telling myself constantly to do something before I do it. And I've done the lists. However, with lists, I forget to cross stuff off. Yeah. So I tell myself, that job's done now, cross that off. And then the list becomes a task. Yeah. So the list is the same as like throwing the bin out and that kind of thing. I start thinking like, oh, I must cross that off. Yeah, I'll cross that off. Yeah. And then once I've crossed that one off, I'll cross the next one off. And then once that one's crossed off, I'll cross this one off. And then I start thinking, yeah, that'd be good, crossing stuff off. But then I, it comes back to me, wait, you didn't cross the first one off. Um, and then usually what happens with the list is I just go through the motion. So I do everything for that day and then just cross everything off all at once. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So doing it as I've completed the job, like job done, cross off, job done, cross off. I just, once I've done all the jobs, the list is the last job and then I just go through them all like there and then. Yeah. Like all of them in one go. So lists for me, I've tried it doesn't work it's the same with like shopping lists when i go out and buy stuff um i make shopping lists but i don't look at them when i'm shopping uh and then the amount of times i'll get home look at my shopping list and there's two things on there that i just forgot to get which yeah. just made me think why did i get the list but it's yeah um because because i think i think i know you quite well i right. think i've definitely got a feel for how you your brain works not a hundred percent i don't think i know everything about you but i i think there's an element of being able to predict how you'll be or to understand you maybe just because we hang we hang around each other quite a lot um and i i think that the best thing 
with you i'm just thinking from other people's perspective if they're around someone who's got something similar with this executive function or knows it i think it's more instead of trying to cure it or fix it it's just trying to help in whatever way you can with just going along with it like with you i wouldn't when you jumble up your words i wouldn't feel, i don't feel the need to correct you all the time i've just learned to understand you because i think it would be more frustrating to you if i was constantly like correcting you the same as with this when you can't take uh like knowledge in instead of just making you or trying to force it to just wait until you're ready um if you're not listening instead of trying to make you listen yeah to to give you time i think that's the better way to go about it or like with the bins instead of constantly nagging you about it either wait for you to be ready to do it or i'll just do it myself do you know what i mean like i don't i think the forcing you it won't make you better it won't cure you of it it's just gonna irritate you is what yeah, I, think. I yeah. just don't think it would i don't think that's helpful it's like um if i write anything or because uh, recently somebody asked to um read my blog that i wrote a while ago and he said oh can i see it and i was a little bit like oh yeah but bear in mind there's loads of spelling mistakes you know grammar i still use the wrong version of there and do you know what I mean like your and that kind of thing? Like, yeah, I, it's hard for me to, for some reason, to remember which way around they all go. Uh, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. Sometimes I'll write something and it's fine, no spelling mistakes, everything makes sense, that kind of thing. And then there's other times where I write stuff and I've missed words out. The sentences are all moved all over the place. Um, I ramble. I use the same word twice in the same sentence. So I mean, I don't know if you've noticed that if I write stuff, I do this thing where. I'll write something, but I'll put the same thing twice. So I'll just put, uh, so this person wants to buy this book. Um, so they're going to give me the money later on to buy the book. Yeah, yeah. And it's all in you the same that. sentence where I don't need to put that. I can just put, this person wants to buy the book, so they gave me the money. But then I'll add another bit of, yeah, to buy the book. Um, even though it's already there at the start. And I do that all the time. Um, and my blog's a bit like that. So I, I kind of warned somebody about it. I kind of said, if you're going to read it, fine, but just be aware of the fact that my spelling and grammar is terrible. Like mm. sometimes when I spell grammar, I spell grammar wrong. Yeah. So sometimes I'm saying like, watch out for my spelling and grammar. It's not good. But then I spell grammar with a... E. Yeah, yeah. an E. Uh, and yeah, people are just like, ha. Huh. And this is where the problem is. So the point I'm saying this is because then when someone goes grammar spelt wrong, uh, it's supposed to have an A, not an E. Yeah. Um, or somebody go, this version of there is wrong. There should be like an apostrophe and then, you know, like RE or that kind of thing. It's For me, it, it makes me as like riled as if you went, are you listening? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a similar it's a similar trait that I have in comparison to, I, I'm assuming the reason that I can never remember this stuff why I jump my words around is more of the dyslexic kind of thing when I'm writing. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same as if someone points out where my dyslexia is. I don't just sort of go, oh, I'm dyslexic. I just tend to just be like, shut up. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with this executive functioning thing. The things you've mentioned, I'm okay that I do them, um, but I don't like it when people notice that I'm doing no, them. No, I know. But I'm not sure why that is. It's the same with my autistic traits. Uh, I feel the same way. So when somebody like says like, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't talk to people like that or you shouldn't have mentioned that. 
you know, like made a made a comment about something and people go, you shouldn't talk about that. They're sensitive about that. I just tend to go, well, it's true. You know, I don't see what the big problem is. And yeah, it's the same with with any of the stuff I have. So the autism or, you know, the the other things that come with it. I feel the same every time somebody notices one of them. What, yeah, you saying that's reminded me of... So when we used to work together, there was a thing called the the weekly report. Yeah. We had to write a report to our ops manager. A member of management did it. Usually it would be me, but yeah. um, sometimes Nikki would do it. But when you would do it, <laughs> when you'd do it, you'd... Um, a lot of the time you'd sort of, once you'd finished, you'd say, do you want to have a read over? Um, and... If there were ever any mistakes in it, I would correct them. But I'd never say to you, I'm correcting them. Yeah. However, if you saw me correcting them, you'd make a comment, but it was always jokey, like, ah, just sorting out some of my errors, are you? And it would be fine. But I imagine had I have gone, you've done this wrong and told you what I was doing, it wouldn't have been the same reaction. Like, I think because I never mentioned it, yeah. you were okay if you brought it up. But I do feel like had I have decided to point it out, it might have... I don't think you'd have been angry, but I just... I think it might have annoyed you just a little bit. Not like a full-on annoyance, but just I think it would have... I mean, it was the same with my ex. So, like, when I did write the blog, sometimes I would get her to read the blog through for me. Yeah. Just to see where I'd gone wrong. Uh, And in the times where she'd just change it all, sometimes she'd just go through it, change words around... Tell me I'd miss a word out. Um, that'd be fine. But if she ever went, what does this sentence mean? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to say here? Like, why have you put this here? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I'd explain it to her, um, what I mean. And she'd go, oh, okay, yeah, you're supposed to do it this way. And then I'd go, okay. And then there'd be other types. So stuff like where I'm trying to explain something and she, she just went, this is vague. What do you mean by this? I'd explain it and she'd just go, oh, well, word it this way. Um, but then there's times where she'd just say, you don't spell that like that, where I'd just, I'd just get annoyed. Yeah. Or she'd just go, okay, so she'd re- like, I'd have the laptop on my like lap. She'd be sat next to me and go and change this bit, type this out here. I found myself getting irritated the more stuff she pointed at, where sometimes I'd just yeah. give her the laptop and go, well, you change it then, like if it's that much of a, of a thing. So I think even she learned to just do it for me yeah. um, and not really tell me where the mistakes were. Which was fine. Um, sometimes she'd do the mistakes and like two minutes she'd be done. And then sometimes she'd be there for like 10 minutes. I'd see her deleting stuff out, typing <laughs> stuff in, taking paragraphs out and then repasting them somewhere else. Uh, just stuff like that where I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's annoying. Um, but as long as she never told me why she was doing it or what she was doing, I'd be annoyed, more like annoyed with myself yeah. that it's taken 15 minutes to correct where I've gone wrong. But then if she pointed it out, I'd just be irritated. And yeah, that's always something I've done. Um, yeah. If anybody points out anything that I consider, even before I had any diagnosis, before I had ever heard of executive function disorder, dyslexia, Asperger's, any of that kind of stuff, it's weird that even back then, when people pointed out the stuff that I now know is related to my Asperger's and the things that come with it, um, I could like pinpoint exactly why I got annoyed. But at the time I just thought, why do I lose my temper so much? Or why do I get so angry? Or why am I always like kicking off? Uh, or yeah. being irritated with people 
that have pointed stuff out. But now when I think about the times when that's happened, it's all related to Asperger's or one of these other things. Yeah. Um, even like the dyspraxia stuff, even sometimes if somebody pointed out, you know, like if I would trip over something. Yeah. And someone would go, ah, did you enjoy your trip? Or, you know, when you trip and someone goes, oh, did you get me a postcard? You know, if anybody did anything like that, and I'd be like, a postcard? And they'd be like, yeah, from your trip. And I'd, I'd just be like, oh, what? You never fall over, do you? You just don't walk into anything ever, yeah? You're just perfect. You're like a ballet dancer. You just don't, like, you're so graceful. I've never seen you kick anything over, knock anything over. You know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things that is odd to me that even though I wasn't diagnosed and at the time nothing had a name, um... It's weird that for some reason part of me gets annoyed at the stuff that I can't help. So yeah. the stuff I can help. Weirdly, if someone points out something that I've done that I can't help. So, example, I'm not good at DIY. And every time I try and fix something, I tend to break it more than when I initially started. Yeah. And if it was anyone was to ever make that joke <laughs> where they'd go, what have you done to this? I don't go like, what do you mean, what have I done to this? Like, I'm not a mechanic. What do you expect? I tend to just go, I know, right? Like, I don't even know how I've done this. And I've always been quite relaxed and quite yeah. calm. And my reaction's always been like, I've joked with them. If it's something that's not related to Asperger's or this other stuff, for some reason I tend to just go, yeah, I know, I'm rubbish at this. Or uh, I don't know what I was thinking. Why would I even try and start this? But for some reason when it's related to the Asperger's, my reply is never that of a, oh, yeah, yeah, that's funny. I, I tend to be quite defensive yeah yeah um but it's weird that even before diagnosis and before anyone had told me that that's what this stuff is i was still defensive over the same things for some reason i still knew that for some reason some things were okay with me to joke about and some things you couldn't um it's just odd that for some reason i i get agitated when people take the mick out of or make jokes about the things that are autism relevant or autism related uh, yeah i don't know why that is i mean obviously you've noticed that about me because you don't make jokes about that kind of stuff with me i don't know <laughs> I don't. but you do make jokes about things that you know you can make jokes about it's not like you don't mock me for stuff sometimes I, I yeah I, I mock you all the time yeah, yeah but it's stuff that i don't care about yeah uh or it's not related to it but i don't know where that comes from i don't know why when it comes to autistic related stuff i get really like angry about it yeah um i don't know i don't know what it is because you don't get that i don't think i don't think like i make jokes about <laughs> some of the stuff you do all the time and i know some of the things i'm joking about <laughs> are autistic like there's times where you do a lot of ruminating and i can tell that's what you're doing because you've got that look on your face that says you're doing lots of like deep thinking about stuff you shouldn't be thinking about um, and I don't just go, what's wrong? You know, snap out of it, that kind of thing. I start calling, like, you a burger. I start pushing you so, like, you'll be trying to sit up straight and I keep pushing you over, um, like, just to get you to stop doing it. But I don't I don't do it in a way that I would say is, like, comforting or, like, helpful. I just start messing with you. I just start going, what's going on? What are you burgering about? Like, yeah. What's the burger thoughts going on there? Like, and you're just like, I'm not. You're always like, I'm not. And I'm like, you are. You can tell you are, like, that kind of thing. And yeah, it's not like I'm like violently shoving you, but I'll do like playful like shoves. Oh yeah, we I, we play fight quite a lot. Yeah, and like I'll just start doing that. Um, whereas I feel like if you started doing that about something that is one of my like autistic things, I don't feel like I'd laugh about it no. that much or make a joke or like, you know, say for example, I'd written a paragraph and, like, you notice loads of weird spelling mistakes and sentences and you just went, ha, what's this? 
what's this, you burger? Like, look at these weird senses. Started poking me and like shoving me and stuff. I'm going like, look at this. Look how badly that's written. I don't feel like I'd laugh and be like, oh, get off me. I'd just be like, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'd get agitated about it. Um, but, that, but that's just one of the places we're different. Like, for some reason, with me, that tends to it just makes me laugh and I snap out of it. Yeah. Whereas with you, I think it would heighten it. But then in there's definitely other times where I would be more annoyed by... Well, there's loads of times where I get more annoyed by things than you do. True, actually. Yeah, now that I think about it. Yeah, if anybody breaks rules or goes against uh, the order of things... I'm very into routine. <laughs> you get very... Yeah, you get very... Um, I can't, I can't. It's yeah. not that you get angry. I'm trying to think of like what happens to you when that happens. So when someone's supposed to, when there's a rule, like for example, when you used to work with me, somebody's not allowed a refund because the rules of the returns policy are this, this and this. Yes. And they don't meet the requirements of a, re- of a refund. So they're not getting one. Um, and that's just how it is. The rules are there for a reason. But then say like the manager or someone higher up, goes it's fine just give them their money back like you're very like disorientated by that yeah i'm not angry it just really throws me off i can't i find it hard to focus i can't just carry on about things like normal whereas i will just go whatever like if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do it's their call they're the boss if anyone's getting in trouble for breaking these rules now it's them not me they said it yeah. And I, I can just let it go. Yeah. I, I can't have, uh, like, routines or rules or structures broken. Like, I can, but it has to be explained to me why it's okay. If I don't get an explanation or I don't think the explanation is valid, then it really, yeah, it does just really disorientate me and I can't focus and it, it messes with me and I'd rather just change it, take it back or, like... It, just carry on with my routine the way it should be done like i don't know if i had a routine to eat something but then that's not in the fridge someone's eaten the food that i wanted to eat for dinner instead of just changing and going for another bit of food i want to go to the shop buy the food that i was originally going to eat bring it back doesn't matter how much longer this is going to take me and have that food unless someone explains to me the reason we're not doing that is because we're doing this tonight and then I'll be like, oh, okay, we're doing this. It needs it needs to be explained to me, otherwise I can't. Yeah, you just do stuff sometimes that, uh, to me, doesn't make any sense. Like, you will just, you'll want to go eat, say you want to go eat something, it's out of date, you can't eat it. You're then really thrown off. Sometimes you'll decide that you're going to go out and buy the same thing again because you that's what you're having and you have to have it. Or if the shop's shut, even if you've got, other food in your house that you could just have that in dinner for dinner instead you'll just decide you're not having dinner then yeah um which when that stuff happens when you're around me i tend to just say to you you're being ridiculous like that's mental yeah like there's no need for that you've got loads of other food and just have something else and i'll have to like talk you into having something else eventually i do and eventually you will just eat something else but it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort <laughs> for me to talk you into eating something else. Yeah. Right. Um, because initially you're just like, no, 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 no. I was going to have this. I'll just go buy it from the shop. And I'll be like, there's no shop. And you'll be like, even if there's like, say there is a shop open that's got it. Uh, for example, there's like an Asda that's close to you that's 24 hour. But it's, 
the street you've got to walk down to get to it, it's not ideal that you're walking down there late at night, but you're just like, well, I've got to go, I've got to go. <laughs> and you're just like getting your shoes on and getting your coat on. I'm like, I'm just going to walk there and go get it. And I'm like, you're not going out this time of night to go get that. Just eat something <laughs> yeah. else. You do do stuff like that. Yeah. It's weird because, yeah, I do get like that. Uh, but equally, when I'm ruminating and you decide to yeah poke me or push me off the chair or something which again not in like a weird violent way it's all proper playy uh playful um that doesn't bother me at all that just snaps me out of it and i tend to laugh about it and be fine whereas yeah if that role was reversed i don't think you'd take that well at all but yeah we're complete opposites in that sense because if uh, something gets changed for you I always get a bit, oh no, how's, how's this going to go? And then you're totally fine. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, yeah I, that's a difference between us. My routine and structures being changed at the last minute don't really have that much of an effect on me, unless they do sometimes, but it, yeah. it has to be it has to be something that I don't understand. Some stuff I, I get just changes, and sometimes will it'll just happen and things will be different, and I'm okay with it. The only times I'm not okay with it is, yeah, if it's just why and no one's got a good reason. But for me, that, that doesn't, it doesn't happen. For you, like, it doesn't matter what the reason is, sometimes you're not having it. Yeah. Whereas for me, like, like someone changes something at work, say I've got a load of jobs, I'm supposed to do that one day, and someone changes what I'm supposed to be doing. I just think, okay, fine, uh, that's fine, like, whatever. And, like, same with, like, if I was set on what I was going to eat that night and I get home and I don't have enough or yeah. it's gone mouldy. I don't feel that weird about it. I just think, like, there's this brief part of me where I just think, well, I'm not going to have that then. Uh, and then I just think, well, what will I eat? And, yeah, sometimes I don't eat at all because I can't think of anything else to eat. But it's not this big deal where I need to think about it and I need to decide there and then. I, I just kind of either make something else because I've got other stuff but the thing I make is not to the same like detail or structure. Sometimes like if there's not enough, if there's, you know, it's not the meal I was going to have. I will eat stuff that is food, but it's so like mismatched and yeah. shouldn't be a meal that it's not really. But I've technically still eaten. So what does it matter? Uh, you'll, you, it just seems like a really odd like do these I start while I'm cooking it just start in my head going, do these even go together? <laughs> Have I had a food that's like, you know, this? Have I ever had like, uh, I'm trying to think of like something I've eaten before where I was thinking like, is this normal? Should I, <laughs> do, do people eat this? Like sausages and rice, something like that. Yeah. Where I just think like, who eats sausage and rice? Sorry, I don't know that one. Oh, Alexa doesn't know who eats sausage and rice. <laughs> You've made it, it go again. Oh, she stopped. Anyway, um, we were going to do the other things that come with this, but we're actually like quite over on the time for this episode. So yeah, maybe we could do next week and next week carry on again. Other related, because we Cause can go into a bit more about your dyspraxia and your dyslexia. Yeah, um, and I would definitely consider you for the spatial awareness ones. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Because you've got, we've we realised uh, since you've got a car again, that oh God. you seem to have some problems with... I mean, I knew that I had some spatial awareness <laughs> problems anyway, if I'm honest. I'm not the... Uh... Yeah, I know. It's just um, with you, I knew it was there. It's just I feel like since we've put you in a metal box with wheels, it seems more obvious. 
yes. Uh, I've probably got uh, maybe some other things. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll look into it. Yeah. But yeah, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks everyone for listening again. Um, feel free to go on our page with their mass purges on Facebook. There's a group in there as well. Uh, it's a private group, but just. Put your invites through and we'll approve them. Yes. Um, Scarlett's um, getting better at checking this stuff now, I think, because of your new job. You've got slots where you're yes. doing stuff. I haven't looked at it in ages and I've noticed on Facebook that there's loads of people that are like writing messages or commenting or that kind of thing. Um, the messages have been really good and have actually given me, I think, three or four um, new topic ideas that we will be doing. Obviously, next week we're doing the other one, but we'll mm. probably start doing the ones that people have requested as well. So if you do have any particular topic you'd really like us to go over, feel free to send a message into the inbox because um, I have really liked the suggestions we've had so far. We've had some really good ones that... I don't I, think I know any of them yet. No, I haven't. I haven't told you. Ah, okay. But I yeah, will I've be, not yeah. been doing too much on the reading of the Facebook stuff, but I've noticed you have, so that's good. Uh, we were joking about this the other day um, <laughs> that you can tell when I've replied to when you've replied. You can, yeah. If you uh, if you get a reply that's about three words long, <laughs> or it's just really not blunt because that's. But, you know, if it's bordering on blunt, it's a reply from Nikki. If you get, like, a paragraph response that says the word amazing in it, it's from me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it is. It's just like when people write long responses or long questions in our Facebook group. I have to just be like, oh, you will have to read this one to me. Uh, Yeah. And it's the same there. Like, then I start replying and I don't want to leave my replies too long because I think... Um, the way I reply, write stuff sometimes, like I said, it, it can be a bit confusing. So I tend to just put one or two words. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. So we'll be back for an episode next week. Uh, probably continuing on from this one. And then Scarlett's got some apparently secret topics that I've just found out about. Yes. But yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thanks. Yep. Yeah. Bye.